0: Well, hi there and welcome back to another week of our Sermon Chat podcast. We are excited to have you join us for our continued conversation about our text in First Timothy. Another kind of spicy one this week for you, Steve.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> these aren't easy. And yeah. we knew that going into it. As I as I stood to preach at ten o'clock, one of our members said to me, What are you gonna do with this one? <laughs> and I thought, I don't know. But um, good thing I prepared. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, I think they're spicy or, you know, uh, difficult or controversial mm-hmm. only because, or maybe better said, especially because we don't understand <laughs> the context in the background. Yes. Once we understand the context in the background, right. look, we're trying to, mm-hmm, it's 2,000 mm-hmm. plus years now right. down the road that yeah. we're trying to figure out what Paul meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he wrote to a particular place and the yeah. people with problems in uh, a period those right. those four mm-hmm. p's mm-hmm. so that's the that's really the the difficult work of a pastor from week to week is to do that background study and then draw mm-hmm. out what the what the author meant and how the hearer would have heard and applied it
0: yeah yeah absolutely and it doesn't always mesh well with our Western American point of view, which seems to say, well, I'm you know, I can just pick it up and read it and understand everything there is to know about it.
1: So I would say, yeah, that that's erroneous. I think that what the Great Reformation partly what it did for us Mm -hmm. was made the Bible accessible. Yeah. And the Bible can be a- accessed by any person, and it doesn't take a biblical scholar to read the Bible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there are sections <laughs> yeah. that biblical scholarship help us understand better. Yeah, and and these passages that we come across in Timothy are those types of mm-hmm, passages. Mm-hmm. So to think as an individual, I'm just going to sit down, read the Bible, and and understand what it means in its totality. Right. I I think that's a little naive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, But it doesn't mean point. that the
1: Bible isn't accessible no. or that it takes a Bible scholar to understand it. Yeah, There are passages where biblical scholarship helps, though. Yes, And I think we've kind of thrown that piece mm. out.
0: That's a great point. Yep. So before we dive into our questions, because we have a good number. We do. Could you give us a little recap, reminder, yeah. rundown of this sermon?
1: Sure. So Paul is talking to... Timothy, and then by extension, the congregation. Mm-hmm. And it seems it, it seems that Paul has gotten information that there, there are two groups of women in the church who are without husbands. Yeah. He calls them widows. Mm-hmm. He separates the what he would call the real widows, and he gives some criteria for yeah. those. And we'll unfold that a little bit. <laughs> And then those who are not real widows. But remember what Paula was up against, and that mm-hmm. was the Roman new right. woman. So he's really talking, I think, about the Roman new woman, who's now dressing provocatively mm-hmm. and promiscuously, uh, living her life. Maybe, but this is the this is a young woman who's bucking against the the patriarchal system. Yeah, and. So that's what's happening in the church. And apparently the church was trying to determine who do we give our aid to? Mm. Because the church only has a limited amount right. of resources. Yeah. And Paul says, give it to the ones who are in real need. Mm. And then those who aren't in real need, they don't need it. Yeah. So differentiate between the two. But sometimes we read that and say, "Well, oh, God, I mean, Paul's kind of harsh. He's excluding the needy. No, these weren't really needy. Yeah. There are those who had real need and those who did not. Mm. So I think, think so. then, you know, we, we took a deep dive into the cultural backgrounds mm-hmm. so that we could understand the context. Yeah. And then we drew out some truths about the text Namely, that we are in the church to consider each other family, mm-hmm. mothers, brothers, fathers, sisters. The second point was if we have the means and and the ability that it is incumbent upon us in our nuclear families and those extended families to take care of each other. Yeah. Paul's talking specifically about widows here, but rarely are widows separated from orphans and mm-hmm. those who are we would call strangers or yeah. sojourners and yes. there's a question that gets to that and I'm, and I'm looking forward to answering it yeah and the last point was take care of those who are in need mm. yes so that's the synopsis of <clears throat> the sermon
0: okay well now and we we're... got a
1: lot of questions we did and i got a lot of feedback yeah and i'm really appreciative of that
0: yeah we have some good ones yeah. here we'll start with uh, this one's <clears throat> more simple maybe so this okay. person asked after the evening service. They said, "When did, you know, the Jewish faith or that tradition mm-hmm. go from multiple wives to one wife?" You know, we see a lot in the Old Testament. Yeah. Many wives
1: and then uh, right. not so much. So
0: when did that yeah. shift happen?
1: Well, I think not until very late, yeah. but but just because the Old Testament and, and it does, and the, and the law mm-hmm. um, talks about polygamy. We don't want to assume <laughs> that it was generally accepted. Yeah. So, yes, it was clearly practiced by the Jews in antiquity. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do we also see? First, Adam had one wife. Right. That's the creation story. Remember Genesis 1 and 2? That's our... That's the the pinnacle of creation Mm. and the way things should be. Mm. So the fact that Adam was created and then Eve, one wife, really shows us, I think, how God originally meant things Hmm. to be. So I think polygamy um, is not God's highest and best. Two, the first instance of polygamy is practiced by Cain. Yeah. And remember, Cain was cursed by God. Yes. Cain killed Abel. We know the story. Mm-hmm. So it started <laughs> under suspicious, at yes. the very least, circumstances. Um, when we get to Noah and his sons, the Bible records each of them as having only one wife. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, from the very yeah. creation, we don't, this doesn't come in until later, but um, Then we see Abraham, who had one wife, Mm -hmm. and it was really an act of disobedience and unfaithfulness towards Mm -hmm. God that Abraham took Hagar as his wife. Hmm. This was Sarah trying to manipulate and control, Um, she can give us an heir. Right, right. Um, By the time we get to Moses and the law, the Ten Commandments and the rest of the Mm -hmm. covenant Mm -hmm. law, the code, the Mosaic law, um, the restrictions for multiple wives are pretty significant and yeah. tight. Hmm. There's now there's provision. There's a law for divorce. Um, and there are limited then specific instances when polygamy might be accepted. Yeah. But again... The Old Testament doesn't come out and say, thou shalt be polygamous.
0: Yes, thou shalt take many wives. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, even in then the, the Talmud, which is like the, mm-hmm. the Jewish uh, civil and cultural law. Right. Based on scripture. um we we yeah. We we might think today in terms of our Lutheran confessions mm, mm-hmm, that they are good mm-hmm. interpretations of Scripture. Yeah. So even in the um Talmud, no one rabbi in the whole and we're talking about hundreds of years, thousands yeah, probably a big span mm-hmm. in the whole Talmud is um has more than one wife. Oh interesting. Mm. Um the prophets and the scribes <clears throat> spoke against polygamy. Yeah. Um So that's the background. The answer to the specific question is found in a guy named Rabbi Gershom, who lived about 1,000, so he lived from 960 to 1028, uh, we would say Common Era or Mm -hmm. A.D. He is the one that wrote the first prohibition against polygamy in, in an article called The Light of the Exile. Hmm. And that's not just on the top of my head. I was going to say go you back. just know all of no, this. No, I don't. don't you <laughs> now, usually I just kind of you know spout from the mouth, as they say. But not today. That that was a good question. Yeah. So the first prohibition a- against was about one thousand mm. A.D. Okay, but well, I don't think we can. Know. I don't think we can say, generally speaking, that, uh, is Israel was um, in favor of. Polygamy. Yeah. I certainly don't think we can say that God is in favor of it. Yeah. Okay. That,
0: that makes sense.
1: That's where the scholarship leads us. Yes.
0: Well, <laughs> there we go. Good good resources. Good research there.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Okay. So this. Do one... I get a gold star?
1: What do I get? Um. I mean, where... yeah, we're.
0: Yeah, we could say gold. I was trying to decide. Or per- you know, yeah, participation. Participation. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, gold's fine. <laughs> or maybe a check
0: mark. Like, yeah. Okay,
1: done. <laughs> but do you notice, like, on cars? you know the the gold version was like that's that that was the pinnacle yeah but then you, you had more precious metals like the platinum, platinum. and then titanium mm-hmm. i mean we're running out of precious metals <laughs> i think the cars are gonna have to do something yeah. different all right side note sorry my brain yeah we get
0: to follow in your brain there yeah, scary. <laughs> it's scary up here that's true so uh this question switches gears um mm-hmm. and it says so parents and widows yes But are we called to take care of our perfectly capable under 50 children? Uh, Verse four is what they reference.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) So, uh, verse four, as I remember it, is Mm -hmm. um, that, yeah, is the verse that encourages um, children and grandchildren to take care of their children. uh, parents and yeah. widows in particular yeah it says They're but if a widow grandmothers.
0: if a widow has children or grandchildren right. okay. these should learn first of all to put their religion into practice by yeah. caring for their own family right and so repaying their grand their parents and grandparents yeah. for this is pleasing to
1: god right i so as the question is phrased mm-hmm. um a perfectly capable yeah i think that um No, there is not a, a, it is not incumbent upon us to take care of perfectly capable people. Hmm. Remember, we're talking in the context of those who are truly or really in need. Yeah. And those are the ones we care for. So even Paul separated the widows, those who are in need and those who are not. Hmm. So I'd say uh, it depends on the need of Hmm. our 50-year-old children yeah. <laughs> if they are perfectly capable no there's no, we, it's not obliged it's certainly right. not caught in the law yeah if we decide to take care of our perfectly capable 50-year-old children mm-hmm. then um it, it's not wrong or bad right. we don't right. put a value judgment on that because mm-hmm. um, every case is different yeah, and I think God leads us in those particular cases. Yeah, but where it's we, not obligatory.
0: Yeah, And it's where we use our discernment and see. Right. like You said where God, where God is calling, yep. calling us there. That's, yep. Yeah. Yep. Good question. It is. So okay, here's another one. I kind of love the tone of this one, okay. especially as a mom, with, you know, who has been through the toddlerhood
1: of children. Yeah. I recently. mean, compared to the last one, because the tone of that one was kind of fun. <laughs> yes, <too>. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, like, what's wrong with my 50 year old? That, that, I'm taking care of them.
0: Yeah. So this uh, question says, Craig, talking about your illustration. Where uh, the youth pastor Craig Craig Cooper drove from, who's a friend of mine, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. California to Mm -hmm. uh, Mammoth Lakes, I think it was. And so it says, Craig dragged his wife and two toddlers. Yes, dragged two toddlers, twelve hours in the car for Mm. him to pray. What was he thinking? (laughs) Three question marks. Oh! oh didn't they get you here? you
1: <laughs> No, listen. Uh, you gotta know Craig. Yeah. Uh, mm. he, he didn't think that through, probably. Yeah. So I would say, <laughs> I you know, I, I'm not even sure this this really deserves an answer. <laughs> um, and I think the person who wrote it would say the same. But first, I first I would say. Um, Craig, I would give, I would ascribe to Craig proper motivation yes. and love. Yeah. And so he probably sees this as a time where he can keep the family together mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, provide ministry to his lead pastor. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't, I I, I would guess that uh, his wife was fully on board That's with That's what this. I was going to say. and And the kids too. Like, yeah, yeah let's go. It'll be yep. fun. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, you get... Six hours on the way up right. and six hours on the way back together. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. make a little family trip and yeah. voila. I would but, also yeah.
0: guess that this was probably not his normal practice. Oh, no. You know, it's one Mm-mm. of those areas you no. you trust. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is prompting me to do this. Yes. I'm going to obey. Yes. And there are many checks and balances along the way, right. like the fact that his wife was, yeah. in all likelihood, on board. Uh, the fact Craig that Craig wouldn't have dragged her along. Yeah, yeah, the fact that it meant so much, you know, to his friend to do that, where he needed that encouragement. Yes, and God knew that that would help sustain him. And yeah, so it seems as though God mm-hmm. obviously called him. And yeah. I think there are many times where uh, God calls us to do things that, by mm-hmm. all logic and standards, seem, yeah. Crazy or outlandish
1: yeah, have you read the Bible? <laughs> yeah, I mean right? that's, that's, <laughs> I was having lunch with a pastor friend of mine, and uh you know we we are called to do crazy things, yes things that don't really mesh or match up with mm-hmm. uh, I think the wisdom of culture mm-hmm. or uh, our secular ideals yeah um. I mean, that's we how, know that's what
0: God does. We know when you were living in beautiful Southern California, you were just praying God would send you to the desert of Washington. Right? No, no, I wasn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was praying God would send me where He wants me. Now, yes, I, I feel like I'm home. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to go to Southern right. California, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, those, those are kind of the wild places that yes. God takes you, and yeah. He makes good on them every time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah yeah anyway that's a fun question isn't it it's a
0: fun one um so this person we got two questions left okay so this person says please apply last sunday's sermon to current immigration crisis i.e the southern border Mm. northern border afghan refugees etc
1: yeah so i i did a little thinking and praying about this one too of course um the, so, let's see. First, I would, I, in all honesty, this mm-hmm. text does not really apply directly to that issue. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I broadened it using the Zechariah text. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I did that. But the, So, uh, verse 5 says, The widow who is really in need and left all alone, mm-hmm. those are key words, puts her hope in God, and continues night and day to pray and to ask God for help. Um, so in that case, can we broaden mm-hmm. our understanding of who's the one in need and alone? And, and right. I said, yes, we can. That it's probably not too presumptive to say that there are others who are in need right. and alone. And that there's some responsibility on the church to care for them. That's where I brought in Zechariah to say, and I'll read that text, a a small portion of it. Zechariah 7, 8 through 10. The word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. This is what the Lord Almighty said. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless. The foreigner or the poor hmm. do not plot evil against each other. So, oftentimes, I'll retract one finger. <laughs> <laughs> the the widow, um, the father list. That's the orphan yep. and the foreigner, stranger, sojourner. It's all the same. Uh, those three are typically grouped together. That's yeah. a triad we see throughout the Old Testament right, in terms of those over. who are in need and those who are alone. Mm-hmm. The poor are typically those three yeah. in the community. So it's not a far stretch for us to say when Scripture is talking about the widow, we could also include the orphan and the stranger, sojourner, slash foreigner. Hmm. Malachi three five. Um, Malachi does this. So I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners from you of justice. But do not fear, says the Lord Almighty. So there are things, those that's triad again yeah and you can do a quick google search and they'll give you you know the dozens of verses where mm-hmm, that triad mm-hmm. happens Um, so I would say when we're talking about caring for the needy and the alone that we could include the stranger here Yeah. Um, I won't make this political <laughs> yeah. to talk about the wall or you know any of that stuff, but rather I'll talk about quickly the position of Christians towards the because foreigner the foreigner is the immigrant right um, specifically it, it's it's the 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 person who is not um, born and raised here or in the place where they live. So the, near, the New Testament, I think, is clear on the teaching here that we are to care for the immigrant. Um, if you think about it, Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, what we're doing is we're broadening the kingdom. So the kingdom was the nation Israel. And the foreigner, were the, that was the, those were the Gentiles. Right. And now the Gentiles are included. They're grafted into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. So I think you look at Paul's ministry as being to the immigrant. And then I think Jesus was most clear here in saying, Matthew 25, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, sojourner, foreigner. Yeah immigrant that's what this word means in the greek and you invited me in Ooh, that that's mm, telling mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. i was a stranger and you invited me in yeah and i i want you to ruminate on that i want mm. us to ruminate on that what and contemplate hmm what does that, what does mean? that mean and look like yeah. and then verse 36 i needed clothes and you clothed me i was sick and you looked after me i was in prison and you came to visit me mm. um and whenever jesus speaks about the foreigner or welcoming the welcoming the stranger by the way um the same is true in all of scripture never is welcoming the stranger attached to when it's convenient or safe
0: mm, yeah ever yeah
1: there <laughs> those provisions are not put on oh, the command to welcome good. the stranger yeah uh we put those on. Mm. Now, is the is it important to keep people um safe? Absolutely. Of course. There's there's also, you know, we we can find that in scripture, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. so I guess my response to that question is friends, dig deeper. Yeah. <laughs> Ask yeah. the Lord. Go to Matthew 25 verses mm-hmm. 35. Mm-hmm. And see what, where he leads you. Yeah,
0: I also think of the parable of the good Samaritan. When yeah, talks totally. Called to yeah. it. care for our neighbor and
1: exactly you know, who is
0: our neighbor? Then tell me who exactly
1: do I need to care for? And in reality, <laughs> what Jesus was saying is your neighbor is the stranger. Yes, and, exactly. And the enemy. Yeah. Yep. Because and <laughs> the good samaritan so the samaritan person yes. in providing aid to the jew was risking their security yes. and safety yeah for the sake of for the sake of the other, the of the other. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. uh they had been beat up and right and you know disease through um the bloodborne mm-hmm. passed through mm-hmm. i mean that was. This was all dangerous. Yeah. They put themselves in a, a place where they could have been robbed right. and mugged. So yeah. it, that wasn't convenient, nor no. was it safe. Mm. So, yeah, I think, I think we have to think through um, that a little bit. Yeah. So, mm. again, I'm not making any uh, statements here except no. to um, delve deeper mm-hmm. into what the Bible teaches mm. about welcoming the stranger. And there's a lot of texts yeah. for that.
0: Good encouragement. I hope okay. so. We have one last question.
1: These are these are deep. They are.
0: It's, you're going to need to take a nap after this, I okay? think.
1: <laughs> well, unfortunately, my coworkers brought me an Americano with a splash of heavy cream, which is yeah. my favorite drink, um, late in the afternoon. Yeah, it turned, so you'll be ready. Seems so. No, I won't be ready for a, for a sleepy. Yeah. So, okay, this yeah. person,
0: um, it's a little longer. But we'll, so we can revisit parts if we need to. Okay. So they say, the message was fantastic. My question Yes, wasn't it? (laughs) The end. Yeah. Good. Well, let's just close in prayer. Time to be done. (laughs) Uh, My question is really just a curiosity and Mm. not related to the message. Can the Greek word translated as age 60 be translated other than Mm. a very specific age? We have other cases where a large number is used to mean many, as we might say, Mm. there were a million people there. Paul seems to be (laughs) differentiating between younger and older women. How does he pick 60, and how does he know about the desires of women before and after? Really? Were women having children at 59? You don't need to respond to the podcast. I don't distract (laughs) from the message. But this is one of those cases that people would apply literally because God wrote the Bible. Your Mm. emphasis on understanding the situation before applying meaning Mm. today is very helpful.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Deep thinker there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I would say oftentimes there are, Layers of uh, yes. w- of of understanding mm-hmm. um, depths, yeah, um, levels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always start with the literal interpretation of a of a particular word. Mm-hmm. So um, in the Greek, and, and again, this isn't I don't memorize the stuff, but yeah. this this is part of the stuff. That ends up on the cutting room floor, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we just don't have time to go right. into. But the the root word of the root of the of the noun that's used here for sixty is hex, mm. uh, and that word literally means hex. Yeah, uh, six. It's the number six. Yeah, um, hexaconta here is literally. The tenth multiple of six, it's a number. So you're asking us to do math. <laughs> well, it's not hard math because I can do it. But the tenth, mu- it's it's six times ten. Yeah. And so we have 59. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we have 60. Mm-hmm. So literally speaking, this is the multiple of six or yeah. the number 60. Hmm. That's That's how we would understand it. Yeah. However... Uh, yes, I believe there's a, a figurative understanding mm-hmm. or a cultural understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, to include, I think, more broadly, and I think this is where the, the, what the question presumed, and I think this is right, um, hexaconta would also be a stage of life, yeah. both yeah. in the Greco-Roman world and the Jewish world mm. because um, not many people lived to right. 60 and beyond yeah so these are the elderly mm. so we mm-hmm. could say i think we need to stay true with the text and the word 60 right. but we can also know context and background to mm-hmm. mean okay the, this is the this is the elderly yeah. population yeah and They are the ones who are most in need of care, especially widows. Mm. So um, these are those who are figuratively past the age of being able to care for themselves. Mm, That makes sense. And we wish that Paul would have said something like that. But when Paul uses a (laughs) particular word like 60 the hearer in the first century would know. Right. Oh, these are the elderly widows, ladies in yeah, our church. Yes. That's who they are. Yeah. Um, we don't know that unless we dig deeper. Right. Yeah, so, I was kind
0: of short-sighted of Paul not to just know that would, you know, yeah, his letter would be included right. in a canon and read for exactly. thousands of years.
1: <laughs> that dude, I tell you what. So... Um, if there was someone 59 or 58 mm-hmm. and they were elderly, right. namely too old to take care of themselves, because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. all age differently. Right. I mean, th- this would be kind of foolish for, for us to say, well, just 60. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. It, it really means those who are not capable because of age. Yeah. That's what this means. So we all develop, we all grow, we all age differently. Mm-hmm. And there's some who are elderly when they're young. Right. So, yeah, I think that's a great question. Yeah. I think um, we have to understand how the word was used in the first century mm-hmm. to really understand what Paul, Paul means. Yeah. So I think we could say, yes, 60, and, and also mean these are the elderly past the age of being able to care for themselves. Mm. And that's where I'll stop. There we go. Well, that Did, makes
0: a lot of sense. Yeah,
1: boy, yeah. those are good. Whew,
0: those were good questions. They were today. great.
1: They were great. I yeah. I really like getting into that. Um, yeah. Into that depth of scripture, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know this. We do all this study, right? We have most <laughs> of the answers, and it's 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 a joy to be able to pass that along.
0: It is. I yeah. agree. Okay. Well, wow. let me close us. In prayer. how fun and was that? We'll that was great, send people. On their way with a lot to think about and ruminate on. (laughs) Yeah. God, we are thankful that you continue to speak to us uh, in your written word, in our pastors and Mm. preachers who uh, deliver the spoken word. Help us to continue to contemplate together and reflect together on your words here, on your call to generosity, to care Mm. for one another, and to be family together. We are so thankful that you redefine uh, family, that you invite us into deeper understandings, um, that you throw open our arms uh, as your arms have been opened Mm -hmm. to us.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you, Lord, that your ways are different than the world's ways, and that uh, as we follow and surrender to you, we are invited into your kingdom, and its Mm. understandings of the world and people around us. Give us your eyes Mm. and help us to follow your ways. We ask all of these things in the precious and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good to be with you,
1: friends. Thank you so much. Yes, thanks Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.